Aloha and welcome to another episode of the English 2.0 podcast. My name is Al and I want to thank you for listening to this episode. This is the 14th edition of the audio blog. Again, where I bring you the audio version of a blog I wrote on my website, alsensei.com. So today I'm going to go over an article I wrote called Three Things I Learned from the King's Speech. Now the King's Speech, if you don't remember, is a movie and it won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 2011. Um, And so the main character just briefly is uh, King George VI and he was played by Colin Firth who also won the Academy Award for Best Actor that year. So the movie is based on real events that occurred in the 1930s and 1940s where the Duke of York, uh, George VI, suffered from a major speech problem. So he had a terrible stammer. I'll explain what that is in just a moment. So how he overcame this challenge taught me some things that I think can help students become even more fluent speakers. So I'd like to share three lessons that I learned from watching that movie And I think that can help all of you. I want to share those with you today. So let me just explain the background of the movie a little bit. Um, It's basically the film centers around uh, King George VI's inability to speak fluently in in public. And so, you know, the king has to give speeches to the public, like a president or a prime minister. And even in his private life, he had a hard time uh, speaking as well. So in other words, he had a stammer. So stammer, maybe you know it as a stutter. So that's when you can't say something. It doesn't come out of your mouth smoothly. So it's there's something maybe in your mind that's happening that's stopping you. And again, there's different levels um, of severity. I mean, some people even have a hard time really saying anything. Like in this case, some people it might be just you know certain words or phrases that you can't speak so clearly. But if you watch the movie, if you have seen the movie, you you know that his problem was pretty severe, pretty um, serious. So you know he would try to you know he could talk when he when he wanted just to speak, but when he had to speak in public, he would sound like this. He couldn't couldn't speak. He couldn't get the words out of his mouth. So I'm just demonstrating what it was like. So, you know, since he obviously needed, you know, to address the public from time to time, he hired a speech therapist named Lionel Logue. And this is expertly played by Jeffrey Rush. And his job was to help him overcome his stammer. So I found that some of the techniques that Lionel used to help um, George VI were quite interesting and definitely worth noting here. So I hope to share a few of these techniques as well as one more important lesson I took away from the movie. So we'll do a little spoiler alert. Spoiler alert means that if you haven't seen the movie, I might reveal a couple of things. Not really important to the overall story of the movie, but you know they might spoil or ruin a couple of things from the movie if you intend to watch the whole thing. But again, I think it's worth going over to get the important teaching points. All right, so again, three things that I want to um, go over from this. Number one is that your ears can negatively affect your fluency. So 
One of the first things that Lionel tries with George is to have him speak while listening to loud classical music. This was done to show him that his stammer was not with him at birth, but rather a problem he picked up as a child. Because, you know, King George VI thought that this was just something that he had. He could never get over it. And so what happened was Lionel had him put on these headphones (laughs) And in the headphones, he was playing this loud classical music. And so basically when George was speaking, he could not hear himself. And then Lionel had him read a passage from Shakespeare that when he tried, you know, regularly, he couldn't say it. And after putting on the earphones with the loud music, he spoke perfectly without stammering. So how is this possible? So by not being able to hear his own voice... His mind could focus on speaking and delivering the sounds rather than focus on the sounds themselves. So, in other words, he didn't have to think about what he wanted to, you know, the sound he wanted to produce. Rather, just, you know, work on moving his mouth and let his mind focus on speaking. So if you find that you're having a hard time with fluency or smooth speaking pace, you might want to try listening to music while practicing a speech. And make sure to record yourself so you can hear how you did. So this is um, maybe would be for a more, again, serious case of a stammer or something. Again, if you, if you can speak pretty fluently, I don't know if I would recommend this um, technique. It's not for everybody. But again, if because you know, usually I think your ears are pretty powerful tool to help you but again if you're having trouble with fluency record yourself um, and see where you're getting stuck and then try to you know you put on headphones listen to loud music or whatever uh, that so you can't hear yourself speak and then try recording yourself speaking while listening and see if that helps if you have a hard time imagining what this looks like go ahead and go to alisensei.com and find this blog post and there's a video clip of what I'm talking about here from the movie. All right, number two. So this is the second lesson. So a loose jaw is important for fluency. So one of the physical problems, so again, the first problem was a more of a mental problem. So this number two is a physical problem that George had, and that was his jaw. It was way too tight. So if you imagine, you know, locking your jaw in place like this. You can't see me, of course, but um, it's a very big issue if you want to become a fluent speaker. So over the last, you know, my last years of teaching in Japan, I started to notice this with a lot of my students in Japan. And I'm not, I'm not sure if this is the because of the way the Japanese language is spoken or just a habit formed over time, but I found a growing number of students have a very tight jaw which affects their pronunciation and fluency kind of negatively. And in the movie, Lionel has George make his jaw loose by shaking his head from side to side. Like this, if you can hear that. While letting his lower jaw swing freely. So, again, if you're having a hard time imagining that, go ahead and watch the, the clip on the website, alisensei.com. Uh, actually, I've had my acting students do similar exercises to make their jaws more loose, and it has helped with their pronunciation and fluency. 
So why is a loose jaw important? Well, there are many reasons, but one that has affected my students is that it prevents them from making certain important vowel sounds in English. And again, the vowel sounds are the A-E-I-O-U sounds. Not necessarily those five only, but any sound associated with those letters. Okay, A-E-I-O-U. So here are two that my students in particular find very challenging with a tight jaw and that's the sound that I call the tall A so that's the sound you hear in words like father or car imagine your mouth and jaw opening up really wide and the second sound is what I call the flat U as in words like bus or duck okay that's also known as the schwa sound in English so the tall, let's go back to the tall A. The tall A is a challenge because students cannot open their mouths wide enough to produce the sound clearly when you have a tight jaw. The sound that results when you have a kind of a tight jaw is more like a flat E sound. So if they want to say father, it ends up sounding like feather. So um, if that makes sense because their jaw is really locked and they want to say father, it's actually more like it comes out as feather so that I can't really do it uh, like they do it but that's um, as close as I can get if that makes sense the the second problem is with the flat u the schwa sound and that sound does not really exist in Japanese so it's a challenge for them and for my students the sound falls between the a and e sounds in Japanese so, I don't know, you know, of course, it's different for each language. Um, and, you know, you have to think about if you're listening and your native language is something else, try to imagine this. But again, my experiences in Japan, so I can relate to that pretty closely. The result is that they try to position their mouths in the middle between those sounds and their jaw tightens up between the ah and e sound. So again, the result is a strange combination somewhere in the middle, but it is not the flat U sound that we're going for, and that's the problem. So for native English speakers, the flat U sound is the most natural sound that we can possibly make. So in other words, that's the sound that we make naturally without trying to produce any particular sound. You know that because when native speakers are thinking to themselves like when you're thinking of something to say like you'll say um let's see that um sound is the flat u that uh or um let's see that um is the flat u sound like in bus or duck as i mentioned before i think it's a very natural sound and native speakers do that without thinking it's the most natural sound In other words, the jaw is totally relaxed when we say that. So in order to produce a flat U, your jaw must be completely relaxed. Therefore, the students with tight jaws have trouble with this one. So, again, watch the clip of the movie on my site, alsensei.com, if you you want to see how they did it in the movie. But it's basically just shaking your jaw, and I'll give another tip as well at the end. Okay, we want to move on to number three here, the last one. And this one was very interesting to me because I'd never thought of it before. 
But this is other forms of fluid motion help with spoken fluency. So to help with George's spoken fluency to get out other sounds, Lionel helped him start speaking sentences by creating other fluid motions, so smooth motions. For example, he had him rock back and forth from the heels of his feet to his toes. And this motion helped George gain momentum in his body, therefore helping him start speaking. It also probably helped you know, take his mind off the speech, like we noted with the loud music in the headphones. Since he was able to focus on his feet, he didn't have to think about producing the sound he was having trouble with. So if you can imagine that, you know, rocking back and forth on your feet to gain momentum to say you know, the beginning of the sentence. Another trick Lionel used was all with George's mouth. So one of the difficult sounds for George was the M sound. So for example, he had trouble saying words like mother or manufacturing because he couldn't produce the beginning M sound of the word. So like mother, manufacturing, he couldn't say that, those words. So what Lionel discovered was that it was easier for George to produce a hmm sound, like you're humming or just saying hmm, like you're thinking. So instead of saying mother, Lionel had him say hmm mother. <laughs> so combining those two sounds, the hmm and the M of the mother. So hmm mother. <laughs> and that helped him say words beginning with M, the M sound. So the first sound, the hmm, was used to start and build up momentum to help him produce the troubling M sound. So if you watch the clip in the movie again, which I have on the site, you can see him say, hmm, manufacturing, <laughs> or hmm, mother, you know. So those you know, little techniques can help. All right. So here is the action plan for this episode. And again, this is if you're having trouble with your fluency or just certain sounds you're having trouble making, or you can't speak at an even pace. So try these things. So number one is try reading a script and record yourself. So again, find any kind of script, or it could be an article. It could be any, just anything. It could be this blog post. And just speak it and record yourself. Now, if you find yourself kind of stopping in one particular place and repeating yourself, note what that is. And then try it again, again with that headphone technique, listening to some loud music, and try it again. See if the results are different. Maybe that's holding you back. If not, we'll try something else, but try that first. Number two is do physical exercises to help loosen your jaw. So again, like in the movie, shake your head back and forth, keeping your bottom jaw loose. Um, what I usually have my students do is open their mouth wide, like when you go to the doctor and you say, ah, and just hold that for five seconds try to project it in front of you it's like you're singing also if you want you can also try gurg uh, gargling with salt water or hot, hot salt water um when i was a <laughs> when i was a young singer in the minnesota boy choir that's what we used to do to make sure we had our voices all in tune so you you gargle like oh, you know that <laughs> that's kind of action with your throat gargle with hot salt water and that should help loosen your throat and your jaw as well number three build other physical motion into your speech so if you get stuck saying a word not not thinking the word but speaking the word like in the movie try to add a physical action that triggers a sound again this could be rocking back and forth in your feet 
or it could be like waving your arms up and down trying to gain momentum anything that's that helps you gain momentum to to speak or get through that troubling sound or word or phrase I think maybe it's like a hmm for the m sound or ah to say an a word like ah apple or you know something like that um but say anything to help anything that you can say normally that can help you with those troubling spots the bottom line here is that the movie the king's speech was very enjoyable and i recommend it to everybody it was the you know academy award winner so it's a very good movie if you have the time and i think now with the you know the covid crisis happening we all have a little more time in our hands <laughs> so check out the movie um it's not really a movie about english or language fluency but again there's some valuable lessons that i took from it and then you know try to the action plan and let us know how it goes for you or if you have any additional tips or tricks to help with spoken fluency please go to alsensei.com and leave a review on this post or leave a comment and let us know help us out um help out your fellow students in this english 2.0 community level up their fluency all right so that is all for today's audio blog i hope it was helpful and interesting and again if you have any questions please feel free to email me al at alsensei.com and please feel free to check out and download for free my 25 hot idioms of 2020 at alsensei.com slash idioms thank you so much and i will check you next time on the english 2.0 podcast Remember to level up your learning and level up your life.